0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. How about a little follow up? So, Brian, what did you think of the Net Neutrality Day of Action? Oh, uh, when was that? Uh, Wednesday, I believe.
1: Oh, that's the day I got all the pop-ups saying uh, an old school, like, animated gifts that were, like, loading, loading yeah. on, like, five pages I looked at.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I saw it, like, three times at the most. <laughs> I went to Google thinking, oh, Google joined the protest. Let's go see what Google did. And there was a Google doodle about a dead Japanese costume designer. I'm like, hmm, how's this tie into net neutrality?
1: Inf- a very
0: influential one, I mean. Come on. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but
1: uh, <laughs> But nothing, yes. yeah. It was it was a big nothing, as far as I could tell. Again,
0: uh, well, there there was some action around the globe. Um, uh, there's a TechCrunch article that lists off some of the the highlights. So we had what was it two million comments to the FCC website? That's good. Yeah, five million emails to Congress. Okay, that's very good. Hundred and twenty four thousand phone calls to your state representatives. Excellent. Twenty congressional offices visited in person by protesters.
1: I just want to throw out there, I'm I'm scanning along this with you. Can we stop using the word meat space? I hate that.
0: You notice I didn't put it in my sentence because I yes. hate the word meat space. Yes. Ugh, so bad. Yes, and, and dozens, I say dozens of high-profile celebrities and politicians speaking out. Tens of tens? Tens of tens, yes. Okay. Yes, double twelves, double twelves. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it... it... It is what it is. It, uh,
1: you get to fatigue when you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get protest yeah.
0: fatigue. That's why, like, you know, we talked about on security. After a while, you get breach fatigue.
1: Yes, you do. I just, uh, my favorite aspect of all of it was AT&T's press release because they joined a pro-net neutrality rally. I know. <laughs> AT&T does nothing except try to fight current net neutrality rules. Uh, so they put out a press release. and They said they're participating in the tech industry's so-called day of action stressing in a blog post that it believes in preserving and advancing an open internet, even though AT&T long has disagreed with staunch net neutrality advocates. I would argue not even just staunch, just net neutrality advocates, Yeah, I would say. Uh, So uh, this is the best part. Bob Quinn, Senior Executive VP of External and Legislative Affairs, says, This may seem like an anomaly to some. (laughs) No, really? No shit. You may question why AT&T is joining with those who have differing viewpoints on how to ensure an open and free internet. Yes. They want one, we do not. See how they <laughs> oppose each other? Uh, that's exactly the point. We all agree that an open internet is critical for ensuring freedom of expression and a free flow of ideas and commerce in the United States and around the world. Well, I'm glad you do agree with that. Maybe you'll do something about it then.
0: No, they can no. agree with it and still do the exact opposite because of so, shareholder value. I love a good double speak press release. It's my yeah. Favorite. Uh, And if you still want to get caught up on what net neutrality is, what the situation is, uh, The Verge has a great article called The Internet is Fucked Again. Mm -hmm. And the annoying thing about this is when you go to the actual – well, when you share this link, like on Facebook, it it A-B tests the title and gives you a very vanilla, watered-down title. Well, of course it does. But when you get to the article, you get, you know, the adult language, so which is kind of bait-and-switchy if you're, like, you know, posting – Oh, we're having problems with the FCC, and then you know the twelve-year-old clicks on, and it's like the internet is fucked. Um, <laughs> you know that, that that might cause some problems there.
1: I don't think that they do that because they're trying to save the poor eyes of a twelve-year-old. I think that they do that to ensure that the services that it's shared on don't lock them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that they're uh, yeah, they they want the clicks. They need the clicks.
1: They want the clicks. It's not it's not done to uh to out of any sort of uh good good feeling or or wish to <laughs> not cause any harm. That is not the reason behind anything on the internet, I would say.
0: Money is what it's all about. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't know if you saw this article that was going around. Uh Tony Fidel, one of the mm-hmm. genius minds behind the iPod and the iPhone, is one yes. of the designers. He's mm-hmm. uh he's having problems with his what what he's Wrought upon this world, okay, and seeing what what we've turned into, staring at our phones all the time and not interacting mm-hmm. with other people, and and making YouTube videos so we can have our two seconds of fame. He's like, uh, I I don't like it. I think I think we may I have do. made a mistake.
1: I do like it when people who have made their fame and fortune and are are pretty much set for life go back and go,
0: huh? Wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> So he's he's rallying all of his designer friends and, and the industry writ large to say, hey, maybe we need to think about this a little more before we just throw it out in the world.
1: It's not the designers; it's it's the 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 banks of psychologists that app people are hiring to make sure that you you know we're just a big rat in a cage. Thanks a lot, uh, Smashing Pumpkins guy. Uh, <laughs> you know it, that that's the issue. It's 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 not the design. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing. You know, you think. Because they bring up the iPod and the iPhone touch screens, blah blah blah. Touchscreens screens are not the problem. It's it's the it's the click and feed and ego and oh rush of endorphins that happens all the time because of how the apps are built and and constructed. It's, right, but
0: that's there. That but that comes back to how they're designed. You know, that's right, an interface. Yes. That's an interface design decision.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, I agree then. Yeah. You he should feel bad. He should feel bad.
0: Yeah, rat bastard. I
1: mean, and I've got to say it's uh, they get into it a bit in the article where it's it's a lot of like until I had kids, I didn't realize. I I see this with kids. I've got my own kid and I can see his brain just light up when he sees my phone and things like that. It this stuff it is it is sugar, cocaine, crack all combined and rolled into one to the human brain. It's this stuff's dangerous.
0: Oh, it's utterly addictive. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and even think about just notifications when you they, they actually did the studies with why that red dot is where it is, you know, <laughs> and and what that makes us do it like we cannot not see that red dot now, especially because it, it like uh, works with your peripheral vision. So that red yeah. dot shows danger. And when when you see danger, because you see better out of your peripheral vision than your main vision. And that just, you know, builds in fight or flight. It's like, <gasps> oh, no there's a notification. I better check it. You know, things like that, that those are well, just straight up design decisions.
1: You know, it's all built in. I mean, I remember way back you know, probably in the first 10 shows or so that we did when we were talking a lot about like auto update and things like that for apps and how it drove me crazy that there would be the little blue dot when an app is updated because I didn't like to see the blue dot. I wanted a perfectly clear screen. I have to click on the app now, even though I've never used the app. I haven't used the app in two years. It's got a blue dot. I need to get rid of the blue dot. Yep. <laughs> and, and then, the, I mean, the whole insidious aspect of this is Facebook has admitted to the fact that they hold back notifications. Mm-hmm. You, you should get like 20 notifications at once. No, they dribble and drab those out over the course of an hour. So you keep coming back and back and back.
0: And also with Twitter, even think about it. They have uh, a randomized lag on when the notification notice shows up because mm-hmm. it doesn't lo- show up immediately as the page loads. They literally randomize it to yep. tie into uh, the same kind of feeling you get with a slot machine. It is, you know, randomized rewards. So that is
1: a level of build that just when you and I started doing this when we were when we when we were just the kids, yep, we would never have even thought of that. And that would have been wrong. I never would have built that in. I was like, no, I want real information when it comes, at the time it comes, I want things to be real. And we are not living in a real world anymore. Everything is metered out to us. Yep. You gotta, get, you
0: gotta press the press the lever to get that cocaine. Press the lever to yes, get that you do. cocaine. <laughs> And another. I was going to say, though, I just one last thing to follow up on this. I did go through my phone when I was done reading these uh, this article and deleted a ton of stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's just let's just clean house for a little bit. And uh, because I've already gotten rid of all the social stuff, the only thing I have left is Instagram and all my notifications are off. I don't have notifications on my watch, my phone, even for email. It does.
1: It does beg the question. Why have the watch?
0: Uh, because the watch controls... Oh, wait. Does it tell time? AirPods. It, it does tell time. It tells me what the weather is. It tells me what my workout's been. It tells me when sunset's going to be, which is actually important to me, the date. And it also lets me control uh, the music that plays through uh, my either my podcast player, audible uh, player, so I don't have to take my phone out of my pocket to like you know pause or skip or anything like that, because it's all tied through my AirPods. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love the watch. That's why I said when you get your AirPods, you're probably going to want to watch because it really is a nice, nice way to control everything without having to take your phone out of your pocket and see that you have five emails. Right.
1: Well, let's talk about another aspect of the Internet that's complete and utter shit. Okay. Uh, there's just been a new study. According to the Pew Research Center, Pew Pew Pew. online harassment is just getting worse and worse and worse. It's an increasing inevitability on the internet with a new study showing that 41%, that is almost half in case you're Trumpian, percent of adults saying that it experienced personally and 73% saying that they've seen it happen to someone else. Uh, The most common form of online harassment is offensive name calling, which, you know, whatever that's yeah. not so bad uh, pers- it's been personally experienced by 51 percent of men aged 18 to 24 which i would argue that is how men aged 18 to 24 actually communicate with each other yep <laughs> um in general so
0: <laughs> Wait, walk down the street when there are a bunch of dudes around that's pretty much what you're gonna get.
1: yeah that is what you do so uh women meanla- meanwhile were more likely to be stalked online suffer sustained harassment and be sexually harassed for example 53 percent of the women surveyed say they'd received explicit images they did not ask for dickies not cool dudes yeah so i mean it's just I, there was a brief and shining thought that maybe the internet would bring out the best of human nature and be this wonderful thing that would move us forward as a society what we found actually is it just basically enables people to be at their worst all the time
0: and we can we can look back at the day when when the internet all went wrong and that was the day that we let aol on the internet you can you can you can go back and trace it we 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 had a great little shining utopia we've talked about it on the show before as soon as the unwashed masses joined in, then it went to shit. But yeah, it's, it's not good. So People are uh, going to be people. The internet deep. just exacerbates it, you know?
1: That's a good Depeche Mode song. Mm, it is not a good my song. Favorite, but Not <laughs> my favorite, but it's a good one. Uh, I just saw this in the news, and I think it was funny. I, I had to put this in because we discussed this back in episode 142. Uh, Of our show, which happened to be in January 2016, so over a year and a half ago. uh, Lumosity doesn't actually improve your cognitive skills, Mm -hmm. it just makes you better at playing its own games. Yes, I don't know why this is in the news because apparently another journal has published a study found no evidence that cognitive training influences neural activity during decision making, nor did we find any effects of cognitive training on measures of delay, discounting, or risk sensitivity. Basically, all you do with Lumosity and the other companies that are out there is learn how to play the games a little bit better. Now, not only did we discuss a study about this over a year and a half ago, episode 59, May 2014, <laughs> three years ago, this is when I did this to myself. Yeah. I did Lumosity for an entire year. Nothing. I, all I did was get better at their own stupid games.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing about, you know, peer-reviewed research. Other people have to re- redo the studies to make sure that they are accurate. So I'm fine with other people redoing the studies and coming back and saying, OK, yeah, we proved it. It doesn't do shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a I believe there was a class action lawsuit against them at some point. And yeah, they got obvi- uh, for
0: two million dollars, I believe.
1: Yeah. And there was a period of time back in 2014 when I first did this in the first place where every other commercial on TV was for Lumosity. You don't see those anymore. So I think we've kind of figured out it doesn't
0: do anything. These things have been around since the Game Boy. I remember buying a couple of them for for my Game Boy Advance. Brain games. Yeah. Oh, well. Got a little drone follow-up here. Uh, This comes uh, thanks to Dr. David Teeter, friend of the show. He pointed out that the reason that the registration for drones was rolled back is because the FAA doesn't actually have jurisdiction over hobby aircraft. Okay, so that's uh, really what happened. We've got a couple links in the show notes uh, with the, the recent ruling that rolled it back that made it uh, made it made the requirement for them to give back the money and deregister your drone. Okay, well, there
1: you go. I think maybe we want to get on changing
0: that.-hmm but we got to get rid of two before we can get one.
1: Oh damn, that's right.
0: In the news. New York Times is reporting that uh, in a blow to tech industry, Trump shelves startup immigrant rule. Now, this comes to uh, some of the stuff that we've been talking about with the was the H1B visas. I always get it mixed yeah. up with H1N1 or HB, whatever. There's, <laughs> one, there's three, one is a good thing there's and one three one is different flu. ones. Yeah. And
1: yeah. They're all kind of different. So obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is about uh, entrepreneurs coming to the U.S. getting uh, basically a 30 month. Trial to start their business if they've proven investment or if they've gotten government grants over a certain right. level to stay here. You come and start we a want, co- company. Yeah, we want this. This is good. We like this. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. And mm-hmm. other com- like other countries out there want people to come to their country and start up tech startups, but we're yeah. saying nah, stay nah. away. Let's let's not have new jobs. I don't know where no. all these new jobs are going to come from if we don't have new companies that are going to be hiring people, but.
1: Eh. I know this This is ridiculous and because we've talked about Eddie Izzard a lot recently because he had just put out an autobiography it so reminds me of his comedy sketch about uh about the whole pre-euro when when people were like in England were like uh didn't want to do business it was a very insular thing that we're kind of doing here now too and it's like we don't want your Deutsche Markies five million, <laughs> million Deutsche Markies and he hangs up on the guy he's like oh wait we do we we want their
0: Deutsche Markies <laughs> I've never heard that bit. I got to go find. That. Oh,
1: it's a good one. That's just you know, YouTube it. So, oh, of course. Um, Amazon is continuing its quest to destroy every other business known to man. Uh, they have rolled out their own version of Geek Squad to set up gadgets in your home. Obviously, you know they want to set up their own gadgets, but they'll probably do other people's as well. And immediately, Best Buy stock fell yeah. <laughs> over seven percent just that's a one billion dollar loss in market capital in the span of a few hours after amazon announced that they're going to do it so
0: you know i'm uh, i'm okay with this one i am fine well, with it. we have we have talked
1: about best spies and the geek squad as the the uh,
0: devil the, uh, <laughs> the
1: devil that you know that you can send to your parents so it was both a good and bad thing because it got me out of doing a lot of tech support but
0: they're overpriced uh, you know, they're sketchy as hell no oversight and you know and you think amazon's will be better absolutely
1: <laughs> i uh, actually I do think know. so mm, um we'll they've
0: already got they've already got in-home uh, iphone screen repair going on with a lot of good reviews which is interesting i
1: i don't know where you think all the guys that currently work at uh, at geek squad are gonna end up working but it'll be the amazon version
0: right but here's what the, here's the thing about amazon i believe they're gonna have better oversight with their right. employees geek squad no I mean it's the it's the best buy general manager who lets these kids just go out and run hog wild. Amazon you, I think they're going to be a lot stricter with their their hiring and their oversight of these people. Uh,
1: I hope you're right. I hope so. I, I do too. I, yeah. Unfortunately for Best Buy this is probably the, the straw that's going to break that camel's back. I, there's not much of a point to have these kind of electronic stores around anymore and that as far as I know the, the Geek Squad was basically their real money maker and that's gone. So.
0: Yeah, when was the last time you were in a Best Buy?
1: uh i haven't been in one in at least four years
0: yeah i was in one about a year and a half ago i had to go find like a replacement holder for my fitbit and i knew that they had them in stock so i popped over there and it is a ghost town it used to be like hustle and bustle and tons of people and now there's just a sad bunch of people in blue shirts wandering around like zombies dusting the cd shelves and dvd racks
1: speaking about uh sad people wandering around like zombies um Venice and Santa Monica has been really interesting recently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did an informal survey. uh, uh, First off, uh, just to catch you up on this, that snap is located or Snapchat as you were is located in Venice. And when they went public, there were a lot of paper millionaires suddenly in the area. And uh, there was a lot of of carousing of, of young millennials who were partying way too hard. I did an informal survey. I walked down to my local, uh, like about a week ago and I asked them, you know, what, what's going on He's like, well, we used to have a lot of young 20-somethings coming in late Friday, Saturday nights, ordering high-shelf high stuff, top-shelf booze. Uh, they aren't anymore. And uh, <laughs> the reason they aren't anymore is there's not really a lot of paper millionaires anymore. They're nor paper uh, thousandaires, I guess. Snap stock just keeps on sinking. Uh, and a new, an, 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 bleh, a new analyst report from Morgan Stanley came out, which basically said that Snap is not innovating as quickly as expected. I'm not entirely sure what innovation was ever expected. Uh, were we going to move down to elbow filters? Is that <laughs> elevate? I, I don't really quite understand it. Uh, so they've been uh, downgraded from equal weight to hold, basically putting the tar- stock's target price at sixteen bucks down from twenty-eight. Uh, this is bad because Morgan Stanley was one of Snap's lead underwriters. Yeah. So this is the this is the bank that was backed them and said we're going to be awesome and now they're saying man yeah, not
0: so much maybe not so, so much you, mean, you know why they haven't been innovating is because there were all these paper millionaires who were all the engineers who just kept getting <laughs> drunk and couldn't couldn't show yeah. up to work the next day to make something new
1: a little too many uh, patron shots apparently going down around Seriously. here so. and i know you're a big fan of blue apron
0: i am i had some for lunch today
1: I know you did. You even posted on your Facebook, at which point I had to post my favorite headline of the week. <laughs> yep. Uh, blue apron share price now cheaper than a blue apron meal. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure why they ever IPO'd in the first place. I, I don't know why you thought that would be a good public company, because essentially you're just catering to people's laziness,
0: which I, now they, that I'm thinking about want, it yeah, is big want, money. <laughs> they want Yeah, it's big money and i I still think it's a good product, but yeah yeah they're yeah, they're getting well, killed because of the amazon uh Whole Foods deal
1: yeah, shares fell another twelve percent to seven bucks uh and fourteen cents down twenty nine percent from the ten dollars it went public at late late last month uh so and their uh, the average meal price is 8.99 so it is less so there you go. but that's not just it uh one research firm thinks that the price should actually be. $2 a share. Wow. Uh, North Shore Research put a target price on the company at 2 bucks because of severe cost challenges as well as competitive set that is broadening and intensifying. And that is the only analyst report that's out there right now. So that's not good.
0: See, the competitive set, though, has actually been shrinking. Most of these other food delivery companies have gone out of business. Yeah, Blue a lot Apron's of them are starting the only to shrink. That, yeah, Blue Apron's the only one that's still around, really, from all the... Was it was HelloFresh. I think they were having problems. And all the other ones were fly-by-nights. Yep.
1: We'll see who laughs. I don't know. Again, Amazon and Whole Foods. Wow. There's a combo there that can uh, knock almost anybody out of business if if they decide to uh, do that. If Whole
0: Foods can bring the price down.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, Whole Foods has already experimented with their cheaper versions of stores, so I'm sure that'll continue. Mm -hmm. I think it was called 360, Whole Food 360 or something
0: like that. Okay. Because there's there's always whole paycheck in my book. Yeah. The the land of the $17 salad.
1: (laughs) It wouldn't be a Grumpy Old Geeks podcast if we didn't crap on Uber. woo So, the Uber manager who headed Susan Fowler's department, the woman who basically wrote the big expose that started the whole ball rolling and got Ariana Huffington parachuted in, um, she, he's departed. His yeah. department. <laughs> A.G. Gandahar, uh, the head of the engineering department where Susan Fowler worked, has left the car hailing startup. Uh, circumstances are unclear. <laughs> uh, Uber has, has, basically released a non-press release, press release full of double speak saying, you know, he's, it's unrelated to anything that was going on. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. them, um, and it basically has come out that it, he was, she, he was not specifically referenced by name by Fowler, but it was referenced. So it was a, and other Uber employees have stated anonymously that they were shocked that he actually hadn't been removed from his position until now.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you know what the deal is now. I bet they're cleaning house very quietly because Travis isn't around to protect his buddies.
1: Exactly. That's that was my thought. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Now that Travis has moved on to spend more time with his family. Yes, on his own private island. Island. Own private island. Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> Don't know uh, why? Might be a little slanderous there. I might want to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Didn't mean that one, buddy. Yeah. And uh, this week, Uber has released a new open source tool. So its staff can do big data research without knowing uh, more details about the actual user base. It's called Elastic Start. And so
1: they remove one field from the database.,
0: uh, something like that. yeah what they're, <laughs> what they're actually doing is, and I don't know how this works, the like the they're building in noise into the data set as it comes okay. back, so mm-hmm. you can't like actually go down to a very granular level to find out who's actually doing what. Um, I read through it. It was a little convoluted because I'm like, if you're introducing noise into the data, aren't you actually tampering with the data at that point? I'm sure that these data scientists know what they're talking about because they're smarter than I am. Well,
1: Uber is not exactly known for not having the God
0: tool option. Yes. Yes. And when you're done, you can go to the heaven room and relax. Yes. (laughs) Have a chalupa or whatever. (laughs) And speaking of Uber, the big Waymo Uber lawsuit is really starting to ramp up. So Wired has a great article that gives you the full showdown of everything that has happened uh, at this and going forward. So if you want to get caught up before this really starts to, you know, you're going to start hearing more about it because they're going to be going more and more into into the courtroom documents soon. You can get caught up and the link will be uh, in the show notes at GOG.show slash 118. So definitely check it out if you're interested in the Uber versus Waymo situation. Uh, Slash 218. What did I say? One eighteen. Oh, man. We're going back in time. Going back in time. If Uber had DeLoreans, that's where we would be. Self-driving DeLoreans. That's right.
1: Uh, Microsoft is going to try to bring better broadband to 2 million rural Americans in the next five years. Uh, they just announced this plan on Tuesday to eliminate the gap in high-speed internet access in the country's hardest-to-reach areas, an effort they're calling the Rural Airband Initiative, which will set an ambitious target of bringing better broadband to 2 million Americans within the next five years. Hold on a lot second. I thought <laughs> Trump was going to fix all this. Yeah, that's his job now. Uh, that was his. Oh, wait, we're just going to go ahead and let private companies do it? Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's interesting. I mean, I, I, good on Microsoft. I don't see where their real upside comes from it. I think it's just kind of their philanthropy arm stretching its stretching its legs.
1: Yeah, but- which I like to see. I mean, why not? This is a company that can afford to do it. It's good PR for them, and, and somebody should be doing it. We keep hearing that Google was going to do it, but, you know, I don't see any balloons anywhere yet.
0: No, the main guy from B- the Project Loon took off. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Nobody. And Facebook was going to do it too, and never heard much about that. They're still working on it. Their planes are are actually doing test flights. So one of them <laughs> okay, crashed. Good. One of them crashed, but they're still they're still testing their uh, their drones, their internet wow. drones.
1: Really brings new meaning to a crash browser. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, that's bad.
1: I know that dad was bad. jokes. <laughs> uh dad joke. Well. Yeah, And speaking of Facebook, Facebook is now going to start, well, fresh off the news that Facebook is going to start showing ads in Messenger. That was last week, which we didn't cover because it was stupid. Uh, now they're showing ads inside Marketplace. It's Craigsla- Craigslist style section for browsing used goods. So just to clarify, you are now <laughs> getting ads within your ads.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> there, and, and the funny thing is that the, the whole point of this is that they're running out of space. They they yeah they make twenty seven billion dollars a year in advertising and they need more apparently. You know, well, that's they do need value. more
1: because here is the problem. Uh, Facebook for a long time built its shareholder value on the fact that they kept expanding their user base. Now that everybody, including you know embryos, are signed onto Facebook, there are no more people to sign up. <laughs> you have to actually start making more money, and the only way they can do that is through advertising. Well, so there's... they are going to shove that in every nick in every (laughs) orifice they can basically we still have Uh,
0: 5.4 billion people that don't have internet access so or that that at least aren't on facebook so you know maybe they should just work on infrastructure like you know electricity and roads and things like that before they go into the actual net access yeah get in the government business yeah come on
1: yeah, come on. Now, I I, I thought about this cuz I, I like, you know, we, we like to talk about stuff that we've dealt with in the past and, and this just made me think. Uh 10 years ago or so, I I was working almost exclusively with music artists and every there were waves every couple of years these new companies would come along. They would approach artist management and they would basically want to put ads on 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 artists' web pages because, you know, lots of eyeballs are going there back then and we can make you money and managers go money i like money and then they would call me up and go what do you think about this how do we implement it let's start let's work with these people let's get some stuff (laughs) up on the page and i would say to them i don't think you understand your entire website is nothing but a fucking ad for the band that's Hmm. all it is the point of the website is to get people to go to concerts buy the
0: music and buy the merchandise you want to put ads on ads I, I just don't understand that mindset. And you want to you want you you spend all this time and money to get people to come to your website so you want to put an ad there so they leave? Yes. That's that's, that's but money. smart. But but money, Jason. <laughs> yeah, money. More more money than brains apparently.
1: As per usual, so I I think I used to win those battles. I haven't looked at an artist website in quite a while, so I wouldn't be surprised to see pop up ads all over them. Do they even have
0: them? Have artist websites anymore? Doesn't Uh, everybody have a Facebook page?
1: yeah well, that brings up the whole other arguments of how Facebook screwed people there and it started to make money there, and the folly of letting go of the artist's website and not having your controlled space where you could actually be developing interesting content to get people interested in you again since they are not buying your music yeah anyways right.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think that horse is dead and buried seventeen times over we've we've covered it that is. enough.
1: And my second favorite headline of the week, least surprising study ever finds no one cares about your holiday photos.
0: I thought the uh, Blue Apron was your your favorite headline of the week.
1: I said second favorite
0: headline. Oh, must have been a Skype glitch.
1: You really have to listen to the whole show. A study has proven (laughs) what we knew all along. No one gives... I'm, I'm... Word verbatim, so don't get mad at the language. No one gives a fuck about your holiday photos, so stop posting them on social media. In fact, a whopping 73% of us get annoyed when looking at other people's poorly taken photos of old buildings, beaches, and cheap cocktails that have more sugar than alcohol in them. To flip this statistic, though, a massive 77% of people still post their holiday snaps, even though they know the majority of people don't give a fuck. Are you one of those people? I bet you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah, so...
1: Uh, Magic Leap, the company that we still don't hear anything about, don't know what they're doing, haven't seen a product from nothing but some really weird video demo that came out about a year ago. Uh, they had an investor conference. They said that the company's mixed reality headset is not far away from launch, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've I've heard to, much to <laughs> the contrary on that one.
1: Yeah, so have I actually. So I don't think this is coming anytime soon. Um, let's see. Magic Leap's Graham Divine said, That's a great name. Graham Divine.
0: Graham Divine.
1: I mean, come on. For, you got to work at a company like Magic Leap if you got that name. Well, that'd be a televangelist. That too. There's probably (laughs) more money in that, dude. You might want to. uh, Anyways, he said, there's huge expectations that mixed reality will come out of the gate and oh boy, it'll be here and it'll be just like Minority Report right away. And no, we've never seen that with any platform. So that ask is impossible. That is what we call managing expectations, people. (laughs) This means that whatever they're going to finally
0: release is not going to be that cool. (laughs) Yep. See, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. They've been so secretive and for so long Everybody thought that they were working like really on the next big thing. Like, oh, they've got it down. They've got it nailed. They've got super technology. Turns out they got the same shit that everybody else does. And if you have an iPad with AR kit, looks like you probably have the same stuff in your lap already.
1: Yeah, I think they might have uh, beat them to the punch on this, too. So yeah, the managing of expectations prior to even showing an inkling of what they are producing is never a good sign. It is not going to be that big of a deal. Um, I do like their tagline that they're trying to run with, though. Everyday adventure, I believe, will define a generation. Does that mean anything? Nothing. Doesn't doesn't everybody everyday do an everyday adventure? Yes, I had an everyday adventure in the
0: bathroom this morning. I, I try to have three solid ones <laughs> a day. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago about the term mixed reality and where the hell did it come from? Because we had virtual reality, augmented reality, and then out of the blue comes this new term, mixed reality. And now we have an answer. It comes Mm -hmm. directly from Magic Leap. Yes. Because to quote in the article, Magic Leap doesn't like the term augmented reality. As Divine put it today, if virtual reality immerses you in another world and augmented reality puts digital objects on top of your world then Magic Leap does neither. It's developing, quote-unquote, mixed reality, where digital objects and characters become part of your world. It works alongside the context of your reality. Uh, uh-huh. That... that, that <laughs> Oh, this is fucking my head, marketing sorry, my head it's marketing
1: my head is exploding it, it, that is what pokemon is yeah. it, it, that is what it is that's what the app does it is not a new oh god alternative facts alternative word words yeah. i hate
0: i hate this crap yeah no <laughs> they're doing augmented reality this mixed reality crap is just marketing so they could probably trademark the term
1: yeah and by the way i'm sure we're going to throw an
0: ai in there at some point ai my. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloomberg has an interesting article that I, I, I kind of resonated with the mm-hmm. rise and fall of working from home. It talks about how a lot of companies are rolling back their policies on working from home because people just weren't getting shit done.
1: A lot of people we've talked about this since <clears throat> since episode one, because you and I are, are big work from home people. We've done it a long time. Um, some a lot of people just don't have the discipline to do it. Mm -hmm. They just don't like I've been doing it for 20 years. I have no problems doing it. I am very regimented. I'm very scheduled. I set aside the times. That's when I work and that's what I do. I have a different room I go to. There are and it's difficult. It's still difficult even for me. So I'm not surprised by this at all. Ninety nine percent of the people that I've worked with in offices I know could never do this ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I've done it for over 20 years myself. I can barely do it anymore. I mean, you have at least a very vibrant social life. And I don't and getting
1: out of the house is key. I, I going to tell you, though, having the kid has been problematic because I don't it, it's not like I can just stroll down to the pub at six o'clock and hang out for a couple hours anymore. Yeah, it's different. It's a, and I do find working from home to be more difficult now, especially with a little kid around. So it's 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 a tough thing to do. And uh, you know, we kept hearing all these stories all the time about how people are starting to do it more and more. And it's the next big thing. And I'm the whole time you and I are both going, nope. No way this is going to work.
0: Yeah. No. And people ask me, like, I was actually talking to a neighbor the other night and he's just like, what do you, I mean, don't you kind of go a little crazy working from home? I'm like, I go bug nutty, fucking insane working from home. I don't talk to people (laughs) for five days at a shot. The only people I see nowadays are the guys and girls over at the Doggy Depot when I pick up and drop off the dog. That's it. And it's like, yeah, and they get like kind of weirded out when I'm sitting there trying to chat chat with them for like ten minutes. They're like, "You got your dog? Go home, dude." I'm like, "I just haven't seen a person in a long time."
1: <laughs> Maybe you should take a part-time job there.
0: Oh, I thought about it actually. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm, I'm
1: kind of not kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, except then I'll just be talking to the dogs, which is what I do when I'm home with the dog anyway. <laughs> I need to find something with people. Maybe I'll go be a barista. I hear that's a Ooh. hot job. Yeah. Ups and doodads. Now, building on the topic we just talked about, Mm -hmm. um, since I do have to work from home a lot, and it's been this week has just been insane 12 to 16 hour days of just standing here at this desk, not going anywhere. I finally bit the bullet and I bought an under desk treadmill.
1: You're on a road to nowhere. (laughs) Now, Jason,
0: I just I do want to just point out that we just
1: finished talking about how you don't get out of the house. Now, one of the best ways and you even have a dog to get out of the house and potentially see people would be to take said dog, get the fuck out of the house and walk. Now you have created a situation in which you will just walk at home.
0: Well, no, no, there's a difference here. It's been so damn hot. I can't go out. I can't take the, the, the dog won't go outside when it's 100 degrees outside. And I don't like going out when it's buggy and muggy. And also six months out of the year, I can't go outside because it's snowing and icy. So well, this is I just one like, like, to go slow when I'm walking and just or when I'm working and just, you know, at least get some movement, but still long it's, time, any chance go outside.
1: Longtime listeners of the podcast know that Jason should not go outside if it's icy and snowy because then he breaks his leg and doesn't go to the doctor. And then we have to have an intervention on the show.
0: <laughs> yes. Hey, man, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's all in service of the show. hmm. Yeah. And, and those, those lovely pictures of my foot when it was like green and purple and blue on Instagram. Yes. You can, you can, if you want to check those out, go to Instagram.com slash JPD and scroll back and you can see my, my broken leg and foot. It's Mm -hmm. so much fun. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is like an add on. So when I am stuck at home for 12 hours a day, I can at least get something in, you know, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) It's, uh, I, I've, I've tried them at other people's offices who had treadmill desks and you know, if you set it for two miles an hour, you can work and type and do everything just fine. And mm-hmm. you get used to it in like, you know, five minutes. It's pretty quick to get used to. Right. I won't be doing it obviously while we're on the show. That would be awesome. My, yeah. Shong, 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 shong. It'll be like that. Uh, I can make a loop like uh, we talked about with that enterprise background music, you oh, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. just the the warp core thrum that'll just be jason's treadmill thrum for 12 I would hours just, a day
1: i would just spend every show trying to get you
0: all worked up so you'd fall and i would just hear <laughs> yeah dead man switch <laughs> um and uh speaking of going on walks though i'm i'm, I'm out a lot with the dog in the mornings because we do go mm-hmm. like as the sun comes up and i'm out for like an hour or two every morning and i'm always like i want to take notes about stuff i'm listening to if i need to take notes for one of the other shows i'm working on or anything and -hmm. trying to get your iphone to do it like you got to pull it out you got to find an app and all that stuff it's a pain in the butt so i went with the old school digital recorder i picked up a zoom h1 so i can just take it out of my pocket press one button make my notes put it back in my pocket and later on i can just like go back through or upload it to trent which is an automated um you know uh, transcription service
1: you are killing me jason why You're just you're just killing me. You have to Okay, so you take it out of your pocket, as you could with your iPhone. You press one button as you could with your iPhone. No, because you you gotta unlock the the phone, you gotta
0: find the app.
1: Oh, you unlock the phone, you push your thumb on it it unlocks and then you put the app on your home screen so it's right there so you push you take it out of your phone you take it out of your pocket Here's- you push one button and then you talk into it what's the difference
0: uh, about a thousand dollars i'm if i'm walking a dog holding the phone this coming from the guy that couldn't skip a fucking commercial so i don't want to hear it from you <laughs> mr i can't skip a commercial because i got a baby in a cup well i got a 110 pound puppy who wants to go sniff a squirrel every three seconds so I got to hold, okay. hold a $1,000 right, phone so, in my hand. So I went with so you, a cheap option. So you,
1: so you pull a different device out of your pocket yep. and press a different button. Yep. And there you go. That's okay. it.
0: <laughs> Works great. But I can also attach it in my car and, and take car notes while I'm driving around. Sounds really good. Okay. So I'm just saying, I like the thing for what it is. It's a single purpose device. I like single purpose devices sometimes. And this is a pretty good one. I will buy you cargo shorts for Christmas.
1: So you can. I, buy it's different. all. Then you got, no, Which pocket did I put this one in?
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. But oh, I'm never, sorry. I I've never, my, stopped I have my egg wearing, steamer.
1: I've never stopped I have my egg wearing cargo steamer, shorts. in
0: the left right yeah. pocket. Oh, <laughs> kiss my ass! <laughs> I, I, I never bought into the cargo shorts are not cool phenomenon. I've, I've never stopped wearing them. I've been wearing them since I was 15 or 14, and I will never stop. So, okay. and I have tactical cargo shorts. So I have a specific pocket that's already built in for the H1. So I have my 511 tactical cargo shorts. That's right. Which is why. I don't have a social life and I live home alone and only talk to my dog. We can we can't, there is a, a straight path of, you know, how things work here. I'm I, I, yeah. I'm not fronting for you, it. I know, I know what's happening. You're definitely painting a picture with your words, Jason. I know, I'm trying to here. <laughs> and this one's for other podcasters. I I went out and I got, uh, for Prime Day, they had these on sale and they were great. These little Samson, uh, uh, they're mic stands, mic boom stands, yep. you know, just straight up, cheapy, foldable mic stands and I got two mm-hmm. of them because when I'm doing remote shows, trying to put um like find a place for the microphone that you can like put on a table, then you gotta put books under it and raise it up. These things they fit in the backpack. Pick it up, put the mic in front of the person. Under 20 bucks, uh each, highly recommended if you're a podcaster, go go pick up two of these and just keep them in your kit. They're great. Right. And uh we have a, a smart home story. Oh good. Yes. <laughs> this one was making the round so but it it's pretty funny. Um so this guy was having a tiff with his, uh, with his lady friend in Albuquerque, because, you know, uh, right. all the blue meth is gone now, so they have to, they have to fight over who gets <laughs> the meth. And uh, they were in a, in a big thing, and he just said, hey, did you call the sheriffs? And they don't say which smart home device it was, but it uh, said, uh, hmm, what was that? Did you say call the sheriffs? Okay, I will. <laughs> and nice. And called 911, and the sheriff showed up, and he got arrested. Whoopsie oopsies that's uh yep, that's I, I bet it's got to be a I, well you know uh, i don't i don't know which what, what it would be
1: i don't either i i i well i mean it's got to be something like a siri or something where you accidentally press a button to activate it and not use a but keyword. it says it's a, home, can't, a smart I'm,
0: speaker which was hooked up uh, to a surround sound system so it's not the phone so it might be google home right right I, if yeah. you know if you know and you're listening to the show write in and let us know if you know which one it was because uh, yeah. I well, i'm well, pretty sure echo can't do that
1: once you're out of jail from doing this, write us and let us know what, uh, what it was that busted you. Yeah,
0: Eduardo, let us know. Yeah.
1: So we've made fun of the Internet of Things many, many times. And uh, I just I found the best article. It, it, this <laughs> is just so good. This is by a guy named Brian Feldman. It's over at New York Mag. I'm so excited to precision cook my meat while also attacking websites around the world. <laughs> ah, after months and months of hovering my mouse cursor over the add to cart button, I finally bit the bullet and ordered a sous vide circulator on Amazon today. Fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to the tender meats and soft boiled eggs that this device will help me cook, as well as the malicious botnet that the sous vide cooker will join shortly after I turn it on. (laughs) See, the device I discovered after ordering it also has Wi-Fi built in. I guess that's so when I'm sitting on my fat butt. I can just use an app or something to tell it to stop cooking. How extremely convenient, both for me and the Ukrainian teenagers who will soon be using my internet connected (laughs) cooking device to shut down websites without my knowledge.
0: I (laughs) love this article. It's it's so well done
1: it's not that much longer than what i read it's worth the read it's very funny and it's sadly true so uh
0: and speaking of uh internet connected devices you guys always make fun of me for my chinese security cameras uh as does the world my smonet four channel 720p wireless home surveillance security camera system yes Uh, i got it because for the very fact that it was a four camera system that was for 150 bucks yeah, very cheap quality. Shock. you get quality mm-hmm. for 150 bucks. Considering my That's... Nest Cam cost more than that for one camera, um, well, n- never, never fear. You, you guys don't have to worry about me uh, leaking my my uh, inappropriate video to the internet anymore because the Ethernet port decided to die on it. Well, you know that old saying, you get what you don't pay for. Exactly. So now it works as it does still work as a, a security system, and it has a hard drive in it. So it does record to the little DVR for a couple days of video. As long as somebody whoever breaks into my house doesn't steal it, then I, right. can, I can go back and find the video. But yeah, it's uh, do not buy the SMONET 4 channel 720p wireless home surveillance security camera system. I give it one star.
1: Or, or, you know, you can listen to, to Dave Bittner and I talking about not buying these cameras for, I don't know, the last 10 episodes with Jason. Media Candy. I have caught up with Twin Peaks, episode nine now. Uh, yeah, nine episodes in. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is happening. I could not tell you a single plot line. I have no clue. What is going on? I think there's only three left. I don't know what's going to happen. I, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I I look down at my, uh, I pour myself a nice little glass of wine. I've been catching up like one episode per night for the past couple of days. I, I have to buy more of this wine. I don't know what the hell fuck is in it because my <laughs> mind, I don't understand what's happening, but I love every second of it. My God. Have you been watching this Jason?
0: No, because all of my diehard twin peaks friends are like, yeah, I have no idea. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I really like the cameos and the throwbacks, but I have no clue what's going on. So. It,
1: it is the most bizarre thing I have ever seen in major media, ever. I cannot believe. I, I'm sure Showtime's executives are sitting around going, I can't believe we greenlit this. <laughs> hey,
0: but we're talking about it.
1: It's amazing. I think. <laughs> And that's actually what a lot of my friends are also saying, too. It's, it, this has nothing, nothing to do with the TV series. It's way more in tone, more like the, the movie that came out, Fire Walk With Me, except it's even darker. Oh, my God. Episode eight blew my mind, blew everybody's mind. But what does it mean? I could not begin to tell you. Okay. I really don't know. I, and I don't think we will ever find out because it is David Lynch. I expect three more episodes of randomness and who the hell knows. But, I, it, was picked of episode, up, but it was
0: picked up for another season, wasn't it?
1: Was it? Uh, they're gonna.
0: I thought. I, I thought they got two seasons out of it.
1: I cannot. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to dig that, that up happening. because, yeah, okay. that's,
0: that'd be interesting.
1: There is not enough wine in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, yeah, let's find that out for next next show. Um, but uh, speaking of episode eight, the special guest, uh, the Nine Inch Nails, as they were billed for the episode. Uh, came in and did a little performance of one of the songs from their last EP that came out, not the actual events. It was it fit perfectly. Uh, They have also just announced that they are putting out a new EP. It will be out uh, July 21st, so one week from now, and that one will be called Add Violence. The first single is out right now, and you can listen to it. It's not bad. Uh, Nine Inch Nails have become like a lot of other of my absolute favorite bands of all time, Depeche Mode, The Cure, these guys, a few other people, in that they continue to put out new music that I listened to exactly one time. Go, eh, that's not bad. And then go back and listen to their older stuff.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I listened to it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't it's bad. It's okay.
1: Yeah. But I'd rather go back and listen to the Downward Spiral, which is one of the most amazing albums
0: ever written. I, wouldn't, so. I will never listen to that album again because of K-Rock and their incessant playing of it when I first moved to LA. I cannot stand that album anymore, which just sucks because it was a great album.
1: Well, they only played the one song. Oh, head like, no, head like a hole
0: a million times. No,
1: head like a hole's from Pretty Hate Machine, the oh. first album. Okay, they played uh, closer. Oh closer yeah,
0: yeah, God, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway. yeah.
1: October twenty seventh is the premiere date for Stranger Things two, aka the thing that will kill the legacy of Stranger Things one.
0: We'll see. I'm, I'm we'll hopeful. See. I'm hopeful. <laughs> you know, it's a good poster. It's a really good poster. So I like my fingers are crossed. Please yeah, don't too. fuck it up, please. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and watch season one again because I'm, I'm sure I forgot everything about it.
1: I think I'm going to have to because the wife never saw it. So,
0: oh, you definitely have on. to. then. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm worried uh, you can be cautiously optimistic. I will be cautiously pessimistic. And we'll see what happens. So October... No, it's going to be October 27th, yes. Yeah. So that's that's the first uh, show. Right in time for Halloween. Good mm-hmm. timing, guys. Uh, 90s alt favorites Belly are returning to studio for the first time in 23 years. I just thought this... We'll keep up with this news because... Almost every one of the groups that I liked back in the 90s seems to be reforming right now and doing new music. I'm a little excited about this. So, I mean, I'm not crazy excited. This is no Ride or Lush getting back together for me, but uh, their hit Feed the Tree, Geppetto, a couple other songs. I actually threw them on Spotify and I was surprised at how many of the songs I actually really liked back from the day. So good band and I'm happy to have them back and can't wait to hear a new song. Should be interesting. Okie doke. Uh, Garbage also has a new song. Uh, They just started their tour out with Blondie right now, the dual headlining tour. Oh, that'd uh, be an called... interesting show. That'd be a great show yeah. to go to. Uh, sadly, I just missed it. They did the Hollywood Bowl, and mm. I'm not quite ready to do shows yet. So, sadly. uh, But uh, if they're coming around, check out their tour dates. Uh, it th- What a great show to go to. I know they're playing Chicago soon, Jason. You should go. Uh,
0: yeah, we'll see.
1: Get out of the house and see people.
0: I, I just did that for the B-52s.
1: Yeah, and they have a new song called "No No Horses," which is out right now, which I gave a listen to, and I actually really like. So yeah. this is not a not one of those songs that I'm like only going to listen to once.
0: I, I enjoyed it. I it was okay. I didn't really. I, I need to listen to it again just to see if it clicks. Because it right. I listened to this right after the Nine Inch Nails song, so it was a little bit of a a little harsh. Yeah, <laughs> change uh, Nine up.
1: Inch Nails to garbage is a bit. Uh, garbage is a little too poppy to go to right after Nine Inch Nails. Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of TV shows going back to that I watched Patriot on Amazon Prime it's one of their original series Yeah you are
1: a big Amazon original guy I only got into uh The Man in the High Tower and I hated it so
0: Yeah yeah the the yeah the High Castle it was uh, not good or Man in
1: the High Castle yeah, Well the first season good. was all right and second season is just a miserable piece of crap Yeah so. I just I
0: it did, I did. I watched the pilot and like a little bit of the first one. I'm just like, yeah, couldn't, didn't get me. This one really got me. I really enjoyed this. I watched this in like two nights or three nights, and yep. just binged it after marathon days of <laughs> staring at logic. And it was a nice change up because it's a spy. It's a spy show, but not a normal spy show. It's very quirky. It's done by the guy who wrote the um, the recent Walter Mitty film with uh, okay. Ben Stiller. Right. And I really like that film. I mean, if they have just not have cast Ben Stiller, it would have been a great film. But it was a good film <laughs> with Ben Stiller. So it's it's quirky. I really, really liked it. So if you're into that kind of thing. But I also needed a little bit of uh, craziness this week. And I, since I'm not into Twin Peaks, I went back and started watching Utopia. Okay. Uh, you watched uh, the original Utopia, the two-series BBC show? Didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Oh, I miss it. I wish they would have finished it, but... <laughs> It's one of those shows where it's only two seasons, but those two seasons are pretty damn good. So if you've never seen it, go check it out. It's kind of hard to find uh, unless you want to go to Sweden or someplace like that. Uh, But yeah, it's really good. Great soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah. It did have a very good soundtrack. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And as of Sunday this will come out on monday so the first game of thrones of season 7 will have aired i am very excited and getting ready this i probably should have put it in the show notes last week but <laughs> in case you're a little bit late the ultimate game of thrones recap seasons 1 through 6 we have a link in our show notes over at youtube it's by a, a bunch of guys i guess they're growing under the name games radar this is the best one that i've seen it's 12 minutes long it really catches you up there's so many things i forgot and i'm so glad to have watched this before the new the new uh season begins to air so highly recommend give it a look
0: yep i'll second that it really does have everything that you need to know in it and i i couldn't remember this was like they did it in order but for me my Mm -hmm. memory was completely out of order well, yeah, it's
1: cuz everything bounces around so much, right? Like there are entire seasons where some characters just weren't in, but they
0: kind of did it more chronologically. It was, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it was very, very good. I highly recommend it as well. And I'm looking forward to Sundays, you no, know, Sunday to watch it too. Unless, you know, HBO Go crashes, which it invariably does on Game of Thrones night. <laughs> Oh, um, music wise, I found a Spotify soundtrack that I've been listening to this week that I really loved. And it's just a mashup of all of Quentin Tarantino's songs from his movies. There's like 80 songs in it. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Really fun. Listen. Cool. If you're into, to, you know, I, I love Tarantino movies and I think he does some of the best soundtracks out there. They're just, you know, they fit the movie and these just always, you know, when you hear the song from the movie, you just brought back to the movie and it's a well, well organized playlist. So highly.
1: Yeah, recommend I, I'm. I'm hit and miss with Tarantino, but one thing he does exceedingly well is, is his uh, soundtracks and his placement of music. It's, it's spot on every single
0: time. Yep. And uh, on your recommendation, I did go and listen to OK Computer this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dated now, I think. It, right. it sounded dated. It wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. Right. I'll probably listen to it a couple more times to get into okay. it. But uh, this was a, a funny thing. On their, their new re-release, Yes, they actually hid a computer app Inside of the uh, uh, the cassette that comes with it, nice. And uh, somebody has gone through and reverse engineered it, and it's for the ZX Spectrum, which is an old British personal computer. And they Mm -hmm. actually got it to work on an emulator. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's very cool. So, uh, and it's got the source code and everything. So uh, there's a YouTube video, so you don't have to actually go and buy the thing and then go find a ZX Spectrum and do it. It's cute. It's it's a nice Easter egg, I think.
1: Very clever of them. Nicely done. There's not enough of that anymore.
0: At the library.
1: I needed a break from sci-fi. I needed a break from fiction in general. And I had heard about this book bouncing around a couple different music podcasts I listen to. I've done interviews with the authors and things like that. So I finally just picked it up. Mad World, an oral history of new wave artists and songs that defined the 1980s by Lori Majewski and Jonathan Bernstein. Uh, these They were both used to be writers for Spin Magazine, which was a big, big magazine back in the 80s and 90s. I remember Spin. Uh, yep. And uh, so they basically just, uh, what they did is they picked out a bunch of their favorite or kind of big hits from the 80s, and uh, did, there's a short paragraph kind of talking about the song and its place in history. Uh, then they both give their opinions and thoughts on it, and then they go back and do kind of long-form interviews with, Obstensively, the artist, not always because some of them are dead or, you know, for like Depeche Mode, they went back to the early stuff. So they actually interviewed Vincent Clark, who was only in Depeche Mode for the first album, then went off to become Erasure and Yaz and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, it's pretty interesting. It's a great story. Um, I love this period of music a lot. Even if you don't, I think if you read this, you would start to understand why this stuff, which is generally kind of a lot of the stuff was just considered throwaway or kind of silly isn't and it's really important and really good uh and one of my favorite things that they did is they actually put well what they should have done is they should have made a playlist on spotify which they didn't do but what they did is for each of the chapters which is ostensibly one artist and one song they put together a small playlist of if you like this or this is related to and i actually read the book and played along all the music as it was going along which was a great experience i really enjoyed it they even name checked some stuff that i'd never even heard of so it was great to hear basically a new 80s song as it were
0: that's kind of uh, kind of, of mixed art- reality there you got going on.
1: Yeah, I want Magic Leap should <laughs> look, talk to these guys. Yeah, yeah, I actually have a product then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some of the artists included Adam the Ants, Gary Newman, uh, Duran Duran, New Order, Devo, Echo and the Bunnymen. I mean, a lot of people that you've heard of, Thomas Dolby, the Psychedelic Furs, Depeche, Berlin. It's just it's great. It's it's a fun thing to read about. Some stories I'd never heard. Some some background on some of. My absolute favorite music of all time. So great. And if, uh, you know, afterward by Moby, forward by Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran. So if that doesn't scare you away, go pick it up.
0: Actually, you you know, when I first saw this, I'm like, eh, I don't really like music books, but all the songs that you kind of rattled off and all the bands, I, you know, that's, I grew up with that. This might actually be a pretty good book.
1: Again, I I think you'll really enjoy it. And what I would do is, you know, sit around the old uh, Alexa and play the song as you start the chapter. And when you get to the five other songs, play one or two of those as well. It's it's a fun read, listening and delving into that period of time.
0: It's great. I might have to give that one a go because I could use something after after what I'm working on now. uh, Just something different. I see where you're going with you know because we kind of do the same things all the time.
1: I had to break it up. I could not do another another sci fi book. So
0: yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of two of them. Well, I, I finished one, the Junkie Quatrain by Peter Kleins, one of our favorite mm-hmm. writers. Um, yeah. It's four stories, uh, kind of end of the world zombie esque stories. I don't know where this comes in his ex heroes line. Like if he was if he wrote these before or after, but it's a four hour uh, audio book only. They did this with. Um, audio audible studios i believe and uh Mm -hmm. you can only get it on audio but it's really well done it's really well done i think uh, a couple bunch of different readers and uh, like i said four separate stories that all kind of intertwine the only sad part about it is that it's over (laughs) it was only four hours (laughs) he was just getting into building this really cool little world and i'm like oh man unlike his other book of short stories that i read two weeks ago where they were all standalone these all kind of intertwine Mm -hmm. and get you to the point where it's like okay now i want want. The conclusion, and you, you never get it. But it was a, it's a really right. fun for for a okay. quickie. Highly recommended. Excellent. And Charlie Strauss finally has the new Laundry Files book out, The Delirium yes. Brief. Right. I, I'm about halfway through it. Oh my god, it's so nice to have Bob back. <laughs> That's all I gotta oh, say. Oh good.
1: Oh good. That's I'm I'm so happy to hear that. So I will be reading this next. Yeah. Thing. So I far,
0: just... I'm loving it. I I really am enjoying this book. I I can't wait to finish it. I was kind of annoyed that we had to stop and do this show because I was in the middle of it, but <laughs> I'll get back well, to you him later. Just tell me you don't want to do a show one week. I'll, I'll be okay with that. Okay. Uh, well, that'll be coming up soon, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donger need vacation. Security? Ha! Sadly, Dave Bittner could not join us this week. He is on medical leave, and uh, it's just us this time.
1: Yeah, 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 he sent uh, an email, and and you wrote back Jason cursing him out because uh, he had mentioned that he had never had a uh, cavity before, and I just wanted to let you know, I've also never had a
0: cavity. Yeah, well, fuck you both. Okay.
1: (laughs) Hope you're doing well, Dave. I uh, hope you're enjoying the dental drugs.
0: Yes, enjoy that root canal, and we'll see you next week, or
1: talk to you Mm -hmm. next week. Damn right.
0: Well, let's get started without him. Let's get this party started. Let's do it. Alpha Bay which is one okay. of the uh, the sites that cropped up on the dark web after the demise of the Silk Road, mm-hmm. is now dead. Oh, dear. And so is one of its, uh, basically, founders. Oh, dear. Yep, found dead in a Thai uh, Thai jail. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Alexander <laughs> Kazes. Kazes? Uh, he was arrested mm. in Thailand after this, basically, multi-country sweep. The U.S., Canada, and Thailand uh, all went after these guys. And uh, they caught him. Uh, his founders have absconded with millions in Bitcoin and got away. I'm sure they're on the run right now, big time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Alexander uh, basically offed himself or was offed. Hard to tell I at think, this point. I'm thinking he was probably offed. Uh, we'll but, see. I mean, yeah. knowing, knowing the fate of Ross Ulbricht, you know, it's a 50-50 shot. Right. Got gotcha. you, but yeah, no more sorry, no more Alpha Bay. I'm sure the next head of the Hydra will come up next week, All Hill Hydra <laughs> uh verizon 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 i don't I'm not a verizon customer don't don't plan to ever be one, but uh <sighs> I am <laughs> oh well, uh was your data leaked in the 14 million customer dump that was uh, left around on an s3 server? I'm guessing it probably was mmm. Yeah, this uh, there's a common thread the past month <laughs> that I would like to point out to people that uh if you're putting your stuff on S3 or any of the <laughs> Amazon AWS services, secure mm-hmm. it. It's not that hard. It really no, is there's actually there's a button for it. Yeah, there is. There there really is. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing about putting data on S3, you have to make it viewable to the world by default. You have to have access tokens. You have to actually go through an extra step to make it world readable. So, a mm-hmm. uh, third party contractor basically forgot to limit uh, external access, is what they're saying, but they forgot to turn it off, not limit. Um, but yeah, this, com- this company called Nice Systems, an Israeli tech company, uh, basically they were. Um, it, oh my God. Now, uh, do you know what these guys do? Uh, I'm just reading here. They uh, they supply mass surveillance capabilities to oppressive regimes. Yeah, also known as eh, Verizon. That's who you want to hire. Yeah. Well done, Verizon. Okay. The the plot thickens. Uh, okay.
1: G- wait. Let me let me do the let me do the crossover here. Speaking of oppressive regimes,
0: Trump Hotels discloses data breach at 14 properties.
1: <laughs> there, I wanted to give you plausible deniability on that one, Jason. Uh, I'll take the heat. Oh, go for it. <laughs>
0: yeah uh this is actually uh, saber the reservation system that most hotels use yes was hacked again Uh, again and again
1: (laughs) and again and again and again
0: yeah so apparently the fines aren't big enough to make saber actually get their shit in order so yeah if um if you use them if you own a hotel chain then uh, you might want (laughs) to not use saber anymore but uh
1: I I mean, is there another game in town? This seems to be the only one out there, really. But I'm sure there is somebody, so you might want to switch people.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is like
1: this is like using WordPress.
0: Kind of. We'll get to them in a second. <laughs> I know. First, let's get to China. Let's talk about okay. China for a second. In a uh, in a not so unsurprising move, they are uh, no. going to be blocking personal VPNs by February. They went to all yep. the major telcos and they said, uh, "Yeah, you guys can't let people run this anymore. They're they're basically busting through the Great Firewall." And we built the mm-hmm. Great Firewall for a reason, because we don't want yes. people busting through it. So yep. if you're in China, basically, you're going to be getting what they want you to see. So you think we have problems with net neutrality? Well, they got it a little bit worse over there.
1: They do. But expect this, to, expect this battle to be coming to a country near you soon, too.
0: Uh, unless, it's not, <laughs> unless you're already in China, then it's already there. But yeah it's, yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, especially here, you know, the copyright industry is going to be like, you can't have VPNs anymore we don't yep. we don't get our two cents
1: exactly
0: and this next one uh, this was a hat tip from uh, ivor tola over on twitter uh, yep
1: he sent us this link uh, as well so uh,
0: the particle chrome extension was sold to a new dev who immediately turned it into adware so this is <laughs> there's apparently a company that's going around buying up ghosted chrome extensions that have you know tens or hundreds of thousands of users but hasn't been updated yep. in a while yep then they update it and then the auto update Pulls in with their new ad code, which then puts ads on other people's websites. It's
1: genius in a way.
0: It's genius, and it's 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 an it's old. I mean, people used to yeah. do this with old websites. They'd yeah. they'd sit there. I used to do it. Shit, uh, when you'd, you'd see domains that were dropping, you'd check out, see what kind of traffic they got, and if they had a decent amount of traffic that you could do the math on, if you put ads on it for a year, and it would it mm-hmm. would make more than the actual cost of the domain, you would just buy it and put it out there. It was just. just an easy way to make money, and these guys have just taken it to the next level.
1: They are. They are, and again, this is one of those reasons that I don't like having auto-update on anything. Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually didn't look too deeply into the story, but I wonder if they had the balls to put... Uh, we added ads into the release notes. I wish... <laughs> I hope they did, because nobody ever reads those damn things anyways.
0: Now, the reason people got tipped off, though, was when the update happened, the, the extension asked for a bunch of new privileges Yeah, that were you know, privileges that they're not supposed to have, like read and change data on all websites visited and manage <laughs> apps, extensions, and themes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, That's pretty much all the permissions. So that was yep. that was the red flag that tipped people off that uh, this is not a good thing. But I'm sure that comes. that's about 1% of the people, if that, that got the update. The rest of the people are just seeing all these ads pop up that have no idea where they're coming from now.
1: Exactly. Very, very clever. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, speaking of clever, mm-hmm. have you ever installed WordPress and got like halfway through and said, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go have a Who beer? hasn't?
1: Well, here's the way it works for me. Client tells me that they desperately want a WordPress site. I spend months trying to convince them not to do WordPress. Then they decide, no, we definitely want WordPress, and we're going to pay you. I start to install WordPress. Client disappears, never pays me, never wants anything ever again. Therefore, half-installed WordPress sitting somewhere. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, there's basically a bunch of bots that have been going out and finding those half-done installed, the the half-baked installs, because mm-hmm. when when the install's done, it deletes the installation script. Well, yep. and in the WordPress install process. You get to the 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 there's like three steps in it. It's very simple. But the second step is enter your database credentials. And yep. so you can you can put in external database servers. Doesn't have to be local. So yep. these guys are going around putting in their own their own database servers, then setting an admin account. And then once mm-hmm. they once that's done and set up, then they go into the admin account and they install themes with malware or plugins with malware on them and then basically just own that machine out of the box. Like boom, done. And it's just the doors left open for them. It's it's great. Yep,
1: <laughs> it's fantastic. I you can't fault these guys. Uh, it's almost not even
0: uh, malicious. It's just taking advantage of stupid. Yeah, stupid and lazy. That's. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, if you're using WordPress, generally that's the the way it works. You're stupid and lazy. I run them too. Wow. I'm stupid and lazy as well. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> uh, WordPress, <laughs> my favorite. And the interesting thing, this um. This comes out of WordFence, which is a plugin that I used for a while. I don't, I don't think I use it anymore. I got tired of their notifications.
1: Yeah, way too many notifications. Way
0: too many notifications. But they're a pretty big WordPress security firm. And I didn't know this, but every month they put out an attack report for WordPress that tells you how bad the state of affairs is out there <laughs> in the wordpress sphere So I've got a link to yeah. the June 2017 attack in the show notes. Uh, so check it out. I... I uh, I added their blog to my RSS reader so I can get notified every month and then just go laugh and say, see if I'm on there.
1: Spoiler alert, it's lengthy.
0: Brian, a couple months ago, we talked about a program that um, Adobe was developing to basically train a system with your voice capabilities. So then you could just type in text and it would replay the voice from any text input.
1: Yep. Remember yep. that? And uh, they were getting really close. It sounded really good. They're, uh, this, is, this is the kind of stuff that's going to destroy credibility.
0: Yeah, well, some University of Washington researchers have now done it with video. Oh, great. Yeah, so you put these two together, <laughs> and then you can't trust anything. Uh, uh, well, that's kind of the world we're at now anyways. Yeah, they're using a video of Obama in some of, in some of his audio, and they're making oh, this— Oh, that
1: seems like a great choice for a first one. Why not just go ahead straight to that?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of public domain video of Obama out there that they can use. True. So, right. uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they went with him. I miss Obama. I want to see more of him, even if it's fake Obama. I'm okay. But I hope they do a video of
1: Obama saying all the things that Trump has been saying recently. Oh, that'd be fantastic.
0: All we need is a tweet bot, just Obama reading Trump's tweets. Oh, <laughs> that would be so amazing. You saw please the please do that, people. You saw the Andy Circus video of him reading Trump's tweets as Gollum, right? Oh yeah, and of
1: course, yeah, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Yeah, those, those are fantastic too. too. But yeah, yeah that
0: would be, it'd be funny to have Obama reading them. <laughs> Although you could probably just call up Obama and say, "Hey, would you read these?" It'd be pretty funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's not busy. Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. They have trained this um, machine learning with a neural network, and mm-hmm. it's pretty insanely good. I gotta say, they have oh, they boy. have a, a long video where they talk about uh, t- like you know how much time they trained this thing to work with. Uh, recreating the mouth on the video and uh, they show w- what it's like at one minute and then you know one hour then seven hours then 14 hours which is the final video and right. you can just watch the progression it's very scary <laughs> so yeah we're gonna keep an mm-hmm. eye on this one just to figure out if they're gonna you know you can't you can tell it's fake at this point still with it their little cues about it but it's damn close already just for a you know a research project yeah that's right. Uh, well, let's get on to some happy news, some good art news. Okay. Uh, San Francisco's Museum of Modern Art will text you fine art if you just ask them. So you send them a okay. text and say, ah, send nice. me this. And they will say, if they've got it in their library, they will send it back to you.
1: Well, that's very
0: cool. Yeah, they've got over 30,000 pieces of art in their collection that they will, you do have to be in the U.S. Let me, let me put that in there. They're, they're, okay. they're trying to branch out to other countries, but right now it's in the U.S. only. But they, yeah, they will text you a piece of art if you ask for it. It's pretty, pretty nice. I like that.
1: That's cool. I did try it out. It's fun.
0: Yeah. No, it's just one of those light, light things that requires no AI. The world's not going to end. There's no dystopian future, unless maybe you're asking for Hieronymus Bosch paintings. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun.
1: <laughs> it is fun. It's, it's clever. It's nice. This is, this is the nice things that we're supposed to be having with the internets. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of fun, nice things, I have been a huge Jeopardy fan for quite a long time. I've gone to tapings before. Unfortunately, the last time I actually watched Jeopardy was literally when my son was being born. It was on the TV in the delivery <laughs> room. And since then, we've been too damn busy. Uh, but apparently something quite fun happened this Tuesday, this last Tuesday on Jeopardy. Uh, they are no strangers to Star Trek. They've had Star Trek as as uh, categories and questions before. But hidden in plain sight, the writers got away with one of the best Next Generation references ever seen. Uh, the viewers have pointed out that the second round of Jeopardy included two categories that by themselves weren't all that conspicuous. One was covering Shaka, the Zulu King and Conqueror. The other was about war and conquest. However, when the <laughs> titles combined, they took on a whole new meaning to Star Trek fans. Uh, this this actually is one of my favorite episodes of, of the show. It's oh, yeah, kind of it's a crazy. classic. So, yeah, it's a classic. So, the two categories were, and they were right next to each other Shaka when the walls fell. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that, boy, is that fucking funny.
0: Yep. And definitely, if, if it's been a while, go check out the video in Gizmodo. They've got a, a link to just the clip that you need to see at the end from the end of the episode. And if you've never seen the whole episode, my God, go watch it. It's fantastic.
1: I, uh, yes. Temba, his arms open.
0: Quran of the week. Brian, I put this one in here because I know your love for AI knows no bounds. Oh, it's the
1: best, especially when
0: people don't
1: follow the actual definition of AI.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) this one's (laughs) just for you. Greg Chambers, (laughs) the Global Director of Digital Innovation at Coca-Cola, was at a conference last week. And uh, he went on stage and said, my goal is to push boundaries and push the brand forward. AI (laughs) is the foundation for everything we do. We create Everything they do. Yeah.
1: At Coca-Cola. We create
0: intelligent experiences. AI is the kernel that powers that experience.
1: I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had an intelligent experience while having a Coke.
0: (laughs) As humans, we build emotional connections to machines and with products. What? What? How? We will do this in new and exciting ways. You should enjoy the process of acquiring a Coke as much as you enjoy consuming a Coke. You're you're shitting me, aren't no, you? No, this is real. This is absolutely this real. From the, this is not from the Onion. Nope, nope. This is from Venture Beat. Oh. This is a real okay. thing. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah, Skynet is not going to be the killer of humanity. Diabetes Net is going to be.
1: <sighs> oh God. <laughs> We need to get hired by one of these companies that just has more money than God. We can spew this shit out.
0: I know. We need we need uh alternative identities so we can uh we really do. Cuz anybody googles us we're screwed. We need to start putting uh, we need to start laying the groundwork here.
1: My new my new name is Cham Gregbers. <laughs> uh, gonna be a global director. Well, I've got another AI story. Uh Bank of America doesn't quite seem to get it. Uh they just stuck a guy in an ATM machine
0: there you go it's like the mechanical See, you know, you
1: talk intelligently <laughs> to you no i just this this came to mind i wasn't this has nothing to do with technology yet, but when you told me about you know coca-cola trying to do an ai powered vending machine app i just <laughs> thought of about bank of america and the repairman stuck in the atm machine so he that that's their version of ai he just <laughs> slips out notes saying help me i'm
0: stuck in the ATM machine <laughs> <laughs> there you go ai people you know, if I if that happened to me, I would just be looking around and, you know, looking for the candid camera or if I was being punked.
1: <laughs> I totally this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a TV show, right? It has to. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Good times.
0: Uh, we, now we have a new one. Uh, this comes from the, the derp category. Faye Yan, mm-hmm. who is a postdoctoral researcher at a quote unquote major university in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where they mm, can probably say the name better than me. Which one could it be? There's two. MIT or Harvard. Well, <laughs> yep. either one, he should be fired. He probably is going to be fired because he's going to be in jail soon. His mm-hmm. wife is a lawyer, a, yeah. uh, an international lawyer, and he decided mm-hmm. to do a little insider trading. Right. And she was working on this big deal with these mining companies, and he bought a bunch of stock and made about 110 grand, almost. Not bad. Yeah, not bad, except for the fact that uh, the, you know, they sniffed him out and said, no, oh, this is a little, little fishy. That, uh, you know, he's making all these trades and made all this money. So he was investigated and they mm-hmm. got his uh, browsing history and uh, he was searching for uh, phrases such as how to uh, detect unusual trades and uh, mm-hmm. searching for insider trading with international account and all okay. sorts of other things that basically it's like uh, how to get away with crime and things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He should have used virtual private uh, internet so yes you should have used a vpn yeah. just like we do yes private internet access would have saved the day feedback loop a big
1: thanks to everyone who's been sending us comments news stories and of course monies we've seen a big uptick in you guys getting uh, in touch with us and we appreciate that so speaking of the monies we have two new patreon supporters thank you very much to charles Indelicato. And Robert Pennington. Thanks
0: a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we got a couple tweets from Mrs. Shiny Side. Mm-hmm. So we finally made it through all your podcasts. It only took us six months. And she follows up. I gotta say, from listening to stuff from years ago, it all still holds up. Nice. Now I know she's lying. Nah, it's, I'm telling you, man. It holds up. All right. Uh, we got a
1: tweet from Sam Harrelson. Uh, read this and thought of the latest GOG podcast segment on filtering the red hot chili peppers out of Spotify. It's a link over at uh, Motherboard. From Vice, uh, hidden features and third-party programs that make Spotify work for you. So there's a whole bunch of hacks that you can apparently do and uh, do filters, which is a lot of work. I just, you know, don't play at the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: There you go. Look for that skip button. Oh, we, we know you don't know where the skip button is. Never mind. Uh, this next one comes from Ivor Tolle. Turns out your lack of enthusiasm for Kickstarter is not without foundation. And it's an, yeah, it's an article from Appy Geek. Best laid plans of mobs and men: the five biggest crowdfunding failures of all time. There's some pretty crazy ones in here. There's some good ones.
1: It's a fun read. Uh, I do miss our Kickstarter in the ball segment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, our next is from Barrett Rees, who sent a link. Uh, hashtag. Well, that's depressing. NASA finally admits it doesn't have the funding to land human on Mars. And yes, that is depressing. But Elon
0: Musk did the, to save the day, right? I. He, that's what. That's his goal. Yep. Yeah, that's his goal. So
1: there you go hopefully we'll still get there but yes yeah, fund nasa people support uh congressmen support people that are running that are interested in funding science yeah. it's important
0: ah uh, this next one comes from razor 133 just stumbled onto you guys from the CyberWire. lol really enjoying it you guys talk my language all right well fucking a yep.
1: <laughs> fucking a thank you uh we had some people right into us over from uh gog.show the first is matthew uh, this is for you jason Jason, congrats on the Xbox One purchase. I know you were stoked about the graphics on this one. The new one in November will be intense as well. Look, you have to already upgrade in November. Yep. Look at you. <laughs> it will add 4K gaming capabilities to it. I highly suggest getting Battlefront for it. Uh, a nice casual FPS in the Star Wars universe. If you ever want somebody to play with, feel free to let me know. My group of guys are fun to play with and love casually playing games. If it's not, it's cool, but congrats anyways. And then he says, Brian, never hurts to pick up a controller and play no matter how new to it. I would argue, yes, it does.
0: <laughs> so I, I picked up the Star Wars Battlefront Ultimate Edition and mm-hmm. uh, started playing it. took forever to load. These things are huge, like 100 right. gigabytes. So there goes my, my bandwidth cap for the month. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'll definitely uh, hit you up because it's mostly multiplayer, it looks like, and uh, then I'll need some multis to play with. But I did, went through some of the tutorials. Man, is it, is it pretty? It's like, you know, it's just another first-person shooter, but you get, you know, it's tie, Star Wars. You get TIE Fighters and shit like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's pretty. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm almost slightly tempted, but it's just so much I have to buy and set up. And I mean, I've got a 10-month-old kid. How long is it going to be until I have to do this anyways? I'll wait.
0: Uh, you, we'll you get started now so you can teach him how to play. That's part of being a dad in this day and age. See, yeah. son, this is, this, is the, this is the secret, you know, ABABXYXYZZZ, and then, then you get a special lightsaber. See,
1: I I just never got past the initial Atari joystick. One button, one stick.
0: (laughs) All right. This next one comes from Brian G. Where's that declaration of shenanigans form? This is a hoax, right? Say it ain't so. If one password goes this route, then we may as well start tattooing passwords on our asses. What say you, Brian and Jason? And this is another uh, link that was sent in, uh, another vice link from Motherboard. Why security experts are pissed that one password is pushing users to the cloud. And yeah, yeah,
1: uh. this is not good. We're uh, I don't think either Jason and I are very impressed, impressed with this. I, I don't want to see this happen. I I hate the idea that they're going to the monthly subscription. I bought the damn fucking software. I, I don't I don't want to pay you every month to be able to use this. I don't like the push and force to the cloud, uh, even though I use Dropbox to save my passwords. Anyways, whatever. I was going to say uh,
0: that, 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 that there's the rub is that, yes, it's just using a different cloud service to save your passwords at this point. Uh the t- it's yeah. it's 3 bucks a month and I when this first came out I did the math on it and my upgrade costs over if you look at the the past version upgrades this is actually cheaper. They're 2.99 a month uh, pa- mm-hmm. over their their previous upgrade schedule. It works out right. to be a little cheaper. It's definitely more convenient. And like I said it's it it's just a different cloud. I was sorting my my password files with Dropbox, which yeah. Uh, it's still encrypted, still doing the same thing. It's just people get claudophobic and yeah. I'm I'm guessing these guys are probably doing a pretty good job with it since this is their, they have one job. One job one is one hope. password, but yeah. There are many people yeah. many, many, many people out there who yeah. had one job who didn't know how to do it properly. But I can see why people are getting pissed about it. Because they I, like, I, they I told like I. it, yeah.
1: I totally can too, and I I get it. And if you're super, you know, massively concerned about that and super security conscious, then maybe you won't use one password anymore, and you'll go to Horcrux or whatever the other one we <laughs> yeah. were talking about last week was. Uh, you know, there are different options if you're that concerned about it. But uh, honestly, I, at this point, you know, it's a struggle to get people to use any password manager. Mm-hmm. So I I think the bigger battle is to get people to start using them in general. Then we can, then we can really worry about the tinfoil stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I i but, i moved yeah. i moved a subscription. I'm fine with it. It's not it, like I said. It is definitely easier because I had a lot of problems when it was trying to sync one from the massive uh, Dropbox file with my you know two thousand passwords in it. So yeah, so far this has worked out fairly well, and I haven't been hacked, as far as I know.
1: As far as we know, yeah. Uh, next is from Jason. Uh, just listened to the security ha portion of last week's show, and the note about the military encrypting emails was ridiculous. Uh, the note, I assume, being the Article
0: we read? Uh, probably the one that said that the they, they weren't encrypting no. emails.
1: Right. The military has numerous classified networks that are encrypted. The note commented on was unclassified email. We can encrypt unclassified email when required, especially when it contains personal identification identif- information or <laughs> P. Pi, too. uh The systems even reject email that are not encrypted, sending PII. Apparently there are so many layers of security that it's extremely... Okay, so they are, is a very secure network is basically what we're learning here, mm-hmm. which is good. Okay, that's great. Then that article was very poorly written. Good to know.
0: Yep, and so, uh, you don't, don't, you don't leave out the last bit. I love the show oh, and yes. enjoy pretty much everything except that time Brian didn't know what a Cody box was. I was laughing at you for that. Please keep up the great show.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry that I was not aware of an incredibly illegal device. That one uses to steal things.
0: Well, you know, you gotta (laughs) got to be up to speed. Well, I am now. It's installed.
1: (laughs) You have skin in the game. Uh, I haven't actually used it, to be honest. I I went through the whole process of setting it up. It's sitting in my backpack because I wanted to move it from the TV in the bedroom to the TV in the living room. And it's been sitting in my backpack for three weeks.
0: (laughs) You had to put it in your backpack to move it from one room to the next? No, I didn't want it just sitting out as a baby.
1: So oh, gotcha. away in the backpack, yeah, and it, it's very heavy.
0: Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost eight ounces. <laughs> ah, yeah,
1: it's a lot, man. All, All right. right, so we yeah. got some iTunes ratings. Uh, the first is a five star rating from Soul Sonic One Two Three Four. Information packed and funny. Came across GOG via AOC and love it just as much. Being a GOG myself, the show rings close to life, and I like the added humor. I guess that means he's us without the humor. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Okay. I also love how diligent the podcast notes are. Each week, I learn something new. Thank you so much. Oh, thank God somebody notices.
0: Yes. Notes are such a pain in the butt. Um, next up, we got uh, three stars from German Jackson. One hundred percent accurate name. Okay. As the name of the show indicates, this is a show about two guys who are grumpily discussing things in tech that they don't like. They make some good points, but quite a few of their thoughts just didn't resonate with me. You know what? show's not for everybody, but I'm glad that we at least made some good points, and uh, the tech side was good for you. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you stick uh, around and come to our side of thinking, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, not I, for everybody.
1: I think we get points for doing exactly what it says on the tin.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, and I, I personally, I think that's Jermaine Jackson. I think it's one of the Jackson brothers.
0: Oh, could be. Could be. He yes. doesn't have much going on anymore, so. Could
1: no, be. a little bored. Yeah. Yeah. If you want your question or comment right on the on the show, head over to gog.show/support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show/slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and a snarky review.
0: Closing shout outs. I've talked before how I'm not a fan of NPR on the show before, yes. but I would like to mm-hmm. get behind the We Make NPR hashtag and their fight for equal rights in their contract negotiations because they are journalists. For the most part, they're just not podcasters and uh, they deserve a fair contract. So uh, check out what's going on over there. If you are a fan of NPR and throw your support behind them with a hashtag.
1: Yes, the ever famous hashtag support system. Yep. <laughs> that I'm sure we'll do lots, but I agree. I'm 100% behind them as well. This is a good movement. Uh, take a second to at least go to the link in the show notes and read about what they are complaining and talking about Because mm-hmm. it is. It is worthy. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to what I've always considered our sister podcast, even though they don't know we exist, geeks and beats, uh the Canadian version of us with a little bit more music than uh than us, but uh, they they are back. They took an extended hiatus over a year and a half. And I have to say I sympathize with you guys. They were supposed to be back last week uh, because uh, they were waiting and had had promised a very special musical guest that did not come through. so their first episode was three minutes long saying, "Oops, sorry." Didn't get the guest. Uh, Guess we're not launching this week. It okay. happens, guys. It we understand that. Uh, they came back with a new episode this week. Uh, still didn't have the guest. No explanation why, but they did a full episode anyways. Uh, it's good. It's they're they're fun to listen to. I would highly recommend if you like us, you may like them as well. So go check them
0: out. Subscribing because I like myself, so I yes. I might like them too.
1: <laughs> and finally, I wanted to point out, Jason, that you may have uh, some stiff competition. Uh, Adam Carolla is is doing a master class on podcasting because, as we all know, he's so good with the technology.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a very interesting one. Uh, it's on my birthday, too, so it's a birthday present to me. Uh, thanks, yes, it's, Adam.
1: Uh, here in Irvine, which if you'd like me to go and set up a VR cam for you so you can experience it in an AR or VR of your choice, I will do so for your birthday. <laughs> I appreciate that be very nice of you uh
0: yeah Yeah. and speaking of uh classes and competition my my show and not show my class on how to make a show is launching next week so if you're so inclined and want to learn how the sausage is made go to propodcasting.school and for more information on learning everything that i've learned over this almost five-year journey in in podcasto land
1: I think you should take a page from Geeks and Beats and have a failure to launch next week and hold off and launch exactly on the same day as Adam Curl's Masterclass.
0: Oh, okay, well, have had so many failures to launch at this point, people. Might... Uh, that's very
1: probable anyways. It's <laughs> <That's> very probable <laughs>
0: that's... anyways, yeah. Uh,
1: so. Okay, well, I hope you get it out for your birthday. Until next time, I'm Brian Shulman. And I'm Jason Filippo.
0: Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. GOG.show is our home base where you can listen to old shows, leave feedback, ask us questions, get links to our awesome sponsors, and stuff we like. If you'd like to become an official friend of the podcast, go to GOG.show slash support, where you'll find all of the ways you can support the show and keep us on the air. To learn more about all of the people who make this show possible, head on over to GOG.show slash about. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at GOG.show slash 218. Damak
1: and Jalad at Tanagra. Damak and Jalad on the ocean. So Koth, his eyes open. The beast of Tanagra. Uzani, his army. Shaka when the walls fell.